Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's go. the microphone hello there you go. yeah 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 Ricky, speak out like you normally would yeah 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 all right one two so three it's all right richmond and the, and the funny thing about that incident was i saw the score and it was three nothing toronto in the fifth inning to boston because finally ortiz got a double off me down the line so in my mind i was thinking that they're trying to get some positive boston stuff going <laughs> and they had to wait to the fifth inning to get it wait so you were in a movie <laughs> yeah oh, the just town. The, so let's pretend this is okay, hold the mic man we're doing the podcast already started Let's pretend the 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 movie's shooting right now. Yeah, they had a TV, and in that TV they had a game, and the game was uh, oh, it's like the background. Incorrect, yeah. Romero. <laughs> they actually walked to the outfield stands and were in Fenway. Ben Affleck and I forget the other guy, the the psycho bank robber guy in the town, and they overlooked the stadium. And then I'm on the field. The, the camera zooms in past Ben Affleck right onto the field, oh, and I'm yeah, pitching. Yeah, yeah. One full pitch, David Ortiz rips a double down the right field line, and then it pans into a bar where there's a TV, and it says, and Snyder picks up the ball and gets it in. But I obviously freeze-framed that sucker and made sure it was 3 nothing Toronto in the fifth inning. <laughs> Let me look sure. for your uh, IMDB. It's not in there. No, 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 I didn't get paid a cent. No, I didn't get paid a cent. So I didn't you, have my consent to use my pitch, but... So Scott, Scott Richmond is your name. Are you a baseball player or an actor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Far from acting. Yeah. No, I'm a baseball player. So are you a Hollywood superstar? Absolutely not. Um, Far from it. Have you ever he, been paid? He, he, he did live in Hollywood for a little bit. So. Oh, you did live in Hollywood. So yeah. you are Hollywood. So you when people say, oh, yeah. man, he's on Hollywood. He's Hollywood. He's you in Hollywood, Hollywood for a little bit? I did live in Hollywood for a bit. <laughs> we were driving a, a leased Honda Civic, though, while I was living there. For We leased for 100 bucks a month, so I wasn't too big league. But, I mean, if you want, we can give a little bit of intro of 
who we have. No, today. the podcast already started. It's too late now. Forget I mean, it. We got well, I mean, Hollywood, it's, it's, Hollywood Richmond is here. No, 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 let's not get that going. That's definitely not the case. <laughs> Scott Richmond is our guest on Let's Go Ricky Rowe with Betho. And we're going to get back to the the Canadian Hollywood guy. Like most famous Canadians are actors, right? Like Michael J. Fox and um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so Carey, you, you know, I got a couple of them. Yeah, so you're right. You're right there. You're right, right next there. to him. Right next to him. <laughs> All right, now, Rick, let's start our show. Uh, Scott Richmond is our guest today, but how did you meet him? When was the first time you remember seeing him? We met back in 2008 at, uh, it was in Jay Spring training camp and he was an older guy coming into a camp with a lot of young guys. Don't talk yet, Richmond. I want to see if this guy really does. When, uh, when, uh, you know, typically when you go to double A, when, you know, it's young prospects coming up and, I think Richie was maybe uh, in his 30s already, and um, nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew a thing about him. But I think one of the things that you uh, you see um, once you got to know him is what an incredible story comes comes from uh, comes from an awesome background, you know. From so you was, knew of him. Nobody knew of him. Nothing. No, he no. He just no. showed up. Just showed up, and then, but like like I said, once you heard his story and. You know, from no Division One scholarships offered to actually pitching at Oklahoma State, and then um, going to independent ball. Nobody knowing who he was. Jace picked him up from there, and next thing you know, 2008, he signs with the team, makes his debut with the Toronto Blue Jays in 2008. I mean, how much better does that get? All right. So the guests that we have on, you know, you and I off the mic have been talking about who we want to come on, and you're like, hey. Uh, I don't know if this will be good for the audience. Like I said, forget the audience. As long as it's good for us because everybody has a story in baseball. And unlike being a lawyer where there's a blueprint, unlike doctor, there's a blueprint. To be a broadcaster, you go all kinds of different ways. To be a baseball player, you can be a 15-year-old stud who gets a couple hundred thousand dollars in the Dominican. Or you can be an 18-year-old number one pick out of Chula Vista or whatever it is. What's up, Adrian Gonzalez? Hey, but you, you, or you could be a Canadian who was in the lumberjack wearing a flannel, and all of a sudden they find you and you're throwing 99 miles an hour, and then they just show. That's the beauty of baseball, right? <laughs> is you can, and they yeah. come from all different walks of life. From everywhere. Every, everyone's got an interesting story, and that's why when I mentioned his name and, and I said, hey, you will, you will love this story, um, you know, there's nobody more charismatic than he is. You know, my mom and my dad still always talk about Scotty Richmond because they let me love get, him. Let me guess. Your mom and dad say, El Richie? It, it, Richie, yeah, <laughs> me gusta como habla. I love the way he talks. He just makes me laugh, you know, and everything that comes out of his mouth is just so funny. All right, let's bring him in. Our guest today, Scott Richmond, was born in 1979. Uh, this is what his Wikipedia says, because if it's on the internet, it's true. He played parts of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. He's from Vancouver, North Vancouver, British Columbia. got to get the north side right. Uh, played for the Blue Jays. And then, I don't know these names. EDA Rhinos, Fubone Guardians, uh, Oklahoma State. I know that name. Missouri Valley College, uh, NAIA. I, I'm going through this, and all of a sudden... You're in the major league. Who are you? Where did you come from? And what's going on with you? I can clarify all of that. Yes. <laughs> How long is this show? It's international. We, you got, do whatever you we want. got no time limit, man. Right. Uh, you uh, know. We got full batteries. We're good. All right. A full yeah, tank of gas. Uh, it was a fun ride, to say the least. And I'm still doing it. And uh, thanks to Ricky and you guys for having me on, Beto. And, yeah. You know, it's been a lot of fun. And I'm still actually 
pursuing uh, more goals in this sport. So I'm still kind of training and working hard to. Wait, wait, you're 39 and you're still pitching? Correct. For who? Last year I played in Italy. Uh, There's an Italy baseball league? Sure is. And that's a beautiful country. If you've never been, you should go. <laughs> I'm There's going this summer to Rome, actually. Two, two games, games a week, week. and this guy uh, won the Cy Young. He was a Cy Young winner of the Italian league. I'd start yeah. Friday, watch the team play Saturday. We would travel a whole bunch the rest of the week. Wait, wait, wait. This is like Sunday oh. leagues. This oh, is glorified yeah. like Huntington Park I leagues. mean, you follow him on his social media, and it was like incredible. I was like, when do you play, dude? He'd go... He, his wife would usually, or he would post like, oh, seven, eight innings, you know, easy, boom. Next next thing you know, he's like traveling to Rome and then traveling Hanging out with here. the Pope one day. We're then in the Cinque Terre. We're over in Florence. We're in the wine yeah. country in Tuscany. We're dragging three Everywhere. little kids around. Wait, wait. Oh, you're that's, taking that's, your kids with you? That's the best sure. part, you know. He's Why your eyes get so big? They got to come with me. I wouldn't be doing this <laughs> if you weren't here. <laughs> got to happen. Wait, how, old are the, how old are the kids? Family time. So I have twins that are six. And almost okay. four-year-old. Good enough age where they... So they're yeah, not yeah. quite in school. This year, we came back from Italy. They were a month and a half late for kindergarten. Eh. kind of work it. They got a little Italian under their belts. That's all good. But <laughs> International... Tra- okay. I need to stay focused here. I need to stay focused here. Okay. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Before we move on anywhere else, this is interesting. A league in Italy where you play twice a week. What do they pay you in? in wine? Pretty much. <laughs> Accommodation and a vehicle is, and a couple flights is how they pay you. Really? Yeah, it's not there for the money. I'm there for the experience of showing my family a gorgeous country. We had six months there. I think that's the beauty of it, though. Uh, beauty of, of what he's doing. You know, he's actually obviously doesn't have a job here in the United States with the affiliated team. But he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go travel the world and use baseball as my tool and just get to no – travel different countries in the world and 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 that's pretty cool i i mean and then obviously this this past season you were in uh new zealand you know we're, we're getting These to all, all the, the back end the back end we need to start <laughs> grassroots where i came from and how this all began well let's shoot it shoot it to us shoot it to us this it's, is your life let, let, let's let's start Richie. it off Hold on. yeah so you know <laughs> it's, it's just a different story ricky had it pretty right at the beginning of the podcast he just said I was 30 when I came into the Jays. I was actually 27. (laughs) But you know what? I don't take it personally. So you were like a Dominican. Everybody thought you were a young age. You're really older. But legally, I was 27. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like I can't get too caught up on age ever because I've always been the oldest person on every team because I had a slow, never found me kind of start. And it doesn't bother me. I like being the kind of leader on the team. I'm vocal. I make people laugh. He's definitely like not shy. Good time. He's not shy. I'm shy in the corner all the time. Uh-huh. How tall are you? So I'm six five. Yeah, you guys blend in. Yeah. So you, know, I stand, I, you see me on the dance floor, you'll see me, and you don't want to see me. So I'm the tall one out there. It's zero fun. But uh, overall, I've always been the old guy. I worked for three years after high school before I even went to play anywhere. So I was 21, there you go, sorry, I was 21 years old as a freshman in the States. So I was already a senior's age, so when I went down there, like you said before, I went to Missouri Valley College. Go ahead, dude, go ahead. (laughs) You're going somewhere, I'm listening to this, and there's probably people listening who are like, you know what, I could have done this, I could have done that, but they never went after it. So, is this true? Your high school did not offer baseball? Correct. So what did you play? Club team on the weekends. 
And we'd have a practice during the week, and we'd have a game on the weekend or two. I don't remember exactly, but... Did you even like baseball like that? I did. I would chase it. I always, oh, I so did, you did like Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love baseball. Okay. But I didn't have avenues to get into you're in play. Vancouver, there's not... There's a couple teams. Like, there's a team called the North Shore Twins, the Coquitlam Reds, kind of the better teams in the area. I tried out for them, didn't make the team. Wait, you didn't Same. make the local teams? No, but like obviously when you grow tall and I'm tall and skinny, maybe I wasn't the as filled out or as developed as they would have liked at that time in my career. But there's people like the late bloomers and slow starts, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You know this, living in Arizona, that now at eight, age of eight, kids are playing travel baseball with three different teams. Too much. There's like number one rated 10-year-old, all this scouting. Now, there's all these different hitting clinics and you're working out with people. And it's like, like Ricky, he and I have had this conversation where – you know, you don't play, you don't do that when you're growing up. You just do it for the love of it, and parents are forcing on it. You didn't have a team. You got cut from teams. Like, Ricky was a number one pick, yet you both end up in the major leagues. This is and crazy. He, like I said, yeah, I had spent, what, uh, three years in the organization. This guy comes in in 2008 and makes his debut in 2008. You know, it's just it's crazy how, how baseball can work sometimes. Is this true? You were working on the Vancouver Docks? I worked for C-SPAN International, right on the docks in the log barge division. I was scraping barnacles off the bottom. I was hosing out log. <laughs> I was hosing out barges so they can do salt transfer, uh, wood chips. I would be out there in the muck and the sludge, um, wearing rain gear because the Northwest, you know, it pours rain all the time. So I was up there doing that. I'm like making 25 bucks an hour right out of high school going, not doing too bad here, driving a car, getting my own money saved. But the love of baseball, man, like I, I'd play in a men's league on the weekends with like old guys that were smoking weed and they're like 40. <laughs> I thought they were fossils. Now I'm a year away from it. So, you know, they go do all this and I'm looking at myself going, holy crap, what am I doing this here? They're all, life. you know, yeah, this is my life. I'm working on the docks. I'm playing with 40 year old weed smokers on the weekend and they're telling me, what are you doing here? You need to go play somewhere else because I don't really know how good I was. Because you have nothing to compete with. I have no comparison. Have you ever had a job, Rick? No, never had a job. <laughs> I've never had. Well, I mean. And you could probably get the job I had. It's just a lot of labor work. You know, it's not really <laughs> yeah, no skill thanks. involved. We, you know we don't mean? know manual. We don't know <laughs> labor. Know, There's no need for any of that. Yeah, so it wasn't too, <laughs> what you know. Are, why am I imagining like Deadliest Catch, that TV show, where you're one of those guys? Nope, nope. Totally safe. I'm on shore. The, the barge was offshore, but it was like docked next to the shore. Yeah, you know, guys would sit out there. So then after, so you're 21, and then you decide to come to the States. So to get out of the log barge division, I had to find a wood bat team. I was playing a metal bat men's league, nothing baseball. And I said, okay, fine. I'm going to give this a shot. 21 years old, quit my job. Go over to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And join the Woodbat League. It's called the WMBL, Western Major Baseball League. And play for the Moose Jaw Miller Express. End up doing really well there. The coach there knew a coach in the States. That was my only link into the States because I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. And they knew this guy, Elliot Sampley, at Missouri Valley College. Where the a four hell year is that at? Marshall, Missouri, between Columbus and Kansas City. Okay, won't forget. Where the hell is that? <laughs> I never knew what ice was. This is the storm ice. I never knew what that was till I went to Missouri. And like tree branches cracking, everything freezes. It's insane. And I'm coming from Canada where I know, but. NAIA baseball. Then you go to a junior college in Louisiana. What the? Because these are choices I had to make to make the path 
I wanted to get to because wait, was your goal the major leagues? Of course, every, okay. Every time you're playing the big leagues, playing baseball, hey, I don't know. You sometimes when you're playing, leaguer. when you're playing weekend baseball, something you might be just like, hey, let me get a pack of small. True. I'm telling you, man, you you never you met know? somebody so determined. I mean, it's a it's quite a road, you know. And and I feel like me listening to it, I've never really heard the full story, but it just well, yeah, kind of he just stays quiet in the corner. Well, it kind of gives yeah. you it gives you a little bit of chills, you know, and it yeah. makes you think like, wow, like this fucking guy worked. He worked. You know, and and it's it's incredible. He's and perfect for the podcast. It's let's go. Let's like, this go. This guy was like, he I said, gotta let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You got to make it work. You got to go get it yourself. You can't wait on other people to do it. Like when it comes to agents and stuff, you're your best agent. Nobody's gonna care about you more than you. So you got to go get it. You think I got an agent to find me that job in Italy? No, I went and called him and said, Hey, I want to come play. What do I got to do? Where am I going? <laughs> is your city? Is your team on the water? Good. Okay. Like, it's can, I sport. I can I get a tan? Can I get a tan? Yeah. Can I get a tan? How many games do you play? These are all questions that I'm asking. I'm not asking somebody to ask them for me. Do they need a broadcaster? You know what I mean? Yeah. They were definitely not on the radio. Um, <laughs> Neither are we. We're even better. So, so Louisiana for a Canadian? Okay. So Missouri Valley, NAIA, four-year school. For me to go D1, I tried to keep climbing the ladder to challenge myself to see where I stack up. Because my first stack up was uh, the Woodbat League in Canada. Then I went down the NAIA, did quite well, stacked up well there, and thought, okay, fine. My coach called me up two weeks before I'm about to go back for my sophomore year at Missouri Valley and goes, hey, they're not giving me the, the, the players or the money I want to get the right recruiting in here. I'm gonna, I bounced and I went to a junior college in Louisiana. I want you to come with me. Because he knew I was a freshman, except for I'm 22 now. And now he's like, I pretty much have a veteran uh, sophomore coming in to a junior college. And for me, it worked out perfectly, too, because I wanted to go D1. What better place than going to a junior college out of an NAI school? So it got me out of that situation. Went down there, did really well. Now, by really well, I'm not like 13 and 1 with a 2. I just grinded and showed him I could throw strikes. Like, I wasn't just amazing. I wasn't getting... I need a beer. (laughs) You know what I mean? I wasn't getting these crazy looks. It was like... Well, you're in Louisiana, there's probably like, what, 20,000 people wherever you're at? Or? Oh, yeah. Well, it was uh, Bossier City, Bossier City, Louisiana, which is just outside of Shreveport, which is the northwest corner of Louisiana. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I'd never been to Louisiana before. It was amazing. Uh, just culture shock because a year earlier I was in my first time in Missouri and a year before that I was on the docks. So like, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, let's go. Pretty much exactly. Let's go. I'm down on the bottom as far as I could possibly be from Vancouver. Um, oh, I'm going to need a beer for this one. Keep on talking. Yeah, yeah, well, keep yeah you know, I'm going to need one after I finish this speech. <laughs> um, so, you yeah. know there's a dude at his cubicle so, right now. So, like, so oh, you're, you're in Louisiana and then um, – <clears throat> How does Oklahoma State get a hold of you? Exactly. So on the path to try to get D1, every school in Louisiana contacted me after my sophomore year, except for Tulane and LSU. Big time schools. Big time. So they didn't, though. But every other D1 school did. So I was like, okay, you know, Louisiana Tech. They had uh, Lafayette was there. They were pretty good back then. Um, But Oklahoma State came in. They were the only school out of Louisiana that contacted me. And I was like, Oklahoma State, Texas is ranked number one in the country right now. Uh, Max Scherzer was on Mizzou. Alex Gordon played, was playing for Nebraska. Yeah. I'm like... Jabba Chamberlain was you know what Nebraska, I mean? yeah. So like all these... I knew the division was really strong, the Big 12. I'm like, well, this is where I need to go and try and challenge myself to see where I stack up. So that's how that came to fruition. And you left there at 25 years old. You left college when you were 25. 
Correct. You were like Van Wilder. Like you were old school. Like you were hanging out there. What kind of parties were you going to there? Listen. <laughs> still water? I was hosting the parties because I was pretty much especially in junior college. You're the only one with the drinking age. You're the one so who can buy alcohol. You're the one, you're the one buying the beer, huh? You want to hear about the punishment I had to do in junior college. They're like, there's a team party. Everybody gets smashed, comes in. I had to run triangles. That's home plate. Right field foul pole all the way across the outfield to left field foul pole. Oh, back hell to home no. Plate I remember with those. The whole team sitting at home plate watching me do 25 of those suckers. Why were you <laughs> Under in a minute. Let me rephrase that. Under because a he minute was each one. He was the older one. Because if there's a party and there's drinking there and you got a 23 year old on the team and everybody else who's is 18, buying the beer? Who's but, buying the beer? Hey, but you're Canadian. You're, you're nice to everybody. I, you didn't you're, buy it. You're, right. you're also Canadian. You drink, uh, the drink legal, 18. The, yeah. the legal <laughs> age is what? 18? 19. 19. I'm 18 in Alberta. <laughs> and they can't blame you because you only drink Molson. They don't well, sell yeah. that in Oklahoma, exactly. right? Well, they have what? Keystone Light down <laughs> yeah, there? Things like water. Pabs? Is that 3.2? That's Canadian <laughs> profile. That? That's yeah. wrong. That's wrong. I had to drink 20 of them to feel a buzz. <laughs> so then Oklahoma State, you pitched there for two years, right? Well, I did. So my junior year, went there, uh, was the ace on the team. I'd either start Friday and close Sunday or close Insane. Friday, start Sunday, however they made us work. Frank Anderson, it was kind of funny. Frank Anderson came in, and he was Texas's pitching coach. And our head coach that recruited me went to be Texas's pitching coach. Is that uh, Houston Street. Frank Anderson is... Is uh, Brian Anderson's dad? No. No? Um, Brett Anderson. Brett Anderson. Dad. Brett Anderson. Sorry, my yeah. bad. My bad. No, no, you're Brett good. Anderson. Yeah. Brett, Brett Anderson's dad. Who's, uh, he used to pitch with the Dodgers. Yeah, He's yeah, with yeah. Oakland Back with now. The o- a- yeah. now. He would come into our camp, our spring trainings, whatever, and he would sit there and be better than three quarters of the pitchers on our team. He had four <laughs> pitches for strikes. He's left handed. He's got low 90s. And I was like, holy crow, you're in high school? It was pretty impressive. And I mean, see, he's he's always he, yeah, he's nasty. Yeah, he's always. he's always been nasty when he's healthy. So what do you do? You're 25 years old. Yep. Most people have a job. Yep. With the college degree. Did you even go to class? Yeah, I got a degree out of this sucker. You got a real degree. Sure did. And let me guess, sociology. Nope. What? Business administration. You got a real degree. Business economics. I tried to get a business degree. I'm like, you got I'm a real be, degree. Okay, did. you didn't get a baseball degree. Well, I wasn't supposed to get a degree. I was supposed to get drafted my junior year because <laughs> I was 24 years old, and every team came up to me and contacted me. And they said, will you sign fifth through 10th round? I'm like, absolutely, because I'm an older guy. They're just like, are you in this for the education or what are you in this for? I'm like, listen, I'm trying to be a big leaguer. I will sign. I didn't go through this road to not sign. I will sign. So they contact me the whole first day of the draft after my junior year goes by. That's what, 20 rounds, 25 rounds. I I don't hear my name. I'm like, must have slipped a bit. (laughs) Next day comes. I don't get anything. I get a phone call from, I get a phone call and they go, there's no visas available. 9-11, 9-11, back when 9-11 happened, the America shut down visas to work in the States if you weren't American. So I got screwed and I had to sit back and go back to school. But now, being close to 40, still playing, it's a blessing in disguise because I was able to go back my senior year, finish my college degree as I was doing it all at once so that I don't have to go back now and do it with two years of degree. And it was just really great. So... Everything kind of happens for a reason. I'm just trying to make things work, and that's where I was at. So I was 25, went back senior year, nothing again, same thing, fifth through tenth round, you ain't getting it. Now what? Undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah. I'm going, I don't even know about independent ball. Boom. And a Canadian team in Edmonton, Alberta calls me. Do you want to play baseball? Yes, I do. Pretty I awesome. I, I mean, know. it just gets better, right? It, 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 it gets it was, better. Let, let's, uh, let's skip over that because you've already done the – 
the grind. So I'm like mm. most most guys, we have to talk to them about their minor league days. Okay, how yeah. do you adjust? We're just getting that. to pro ball. Yeah, let's yeah. just go straight to the pro ball. No, be, no <laughs> here's why. Because whatever minor league will throw at you, whether it's homesick, you don't have that. Whether it's learning how to adjust from uh, on a bus ride, you're like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in Louisiana, away from the docks in Vancouver. Totally. Like, you guys have nothing. You Dominicans are 18, whatever. You bonus babies like Ricky, whatever, yeah. bro. Like, bring it. Like, <laughs> the iPhone before I had a Razor flip phone. He's sitting there, check out my iPhone, everybody. I remember it vividly. We're in the bar. He's buying shots for guys. I know. I loved it. I was the cheap I never guy did going, that. What are you talking I about? do a thing. I, I'm going to sit over here. If you buy me a shot, great. If not, I'll be drinking water. You know. <laughs> what did, like, the Razor say? Like, hello, Moto, or something oh, like when you turned yeah. it on? See, hello, See, Moto. You don't even know about oh, it. Like, well, yeah. he, he used to be on this crazy. Uh, phone plan that he was like from like 1990 that he was paying like six That's bucks right. or something oh yeah like the boost mobile connection oh i had the old school whatever my plan was in canada transfers over to the states for like six bucks and all of a sudden mike just like talk my phone so he wouldn't amazing. upgrade he couldn't upgrade his phone or anything he'd yeah. play remember the little snake game yeah on the phones That's the nokia what, phone he'd, he'd sit on the on the in the clubhouse and play the <laughs> snake game the whole time for hours and hours i'm like Richie, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Because you know, there's people at their desk right now like, yeah, I had that same thing too. <laughs> yeah, well, and Ricky's downloading apps on this fun phone I've never even seen before. And I'm, I'm sitting there playing Snake, you know what I mean? It's he's back, to the, he's uh, back to the future, you know right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was great. Michael J. Fox, a Canadian. There we go. Like, all this like future. He probably showed up with like a hoverboard or something. Yeah, oh, he had definitely some sick shoes, that's for sure. <laughs> so you're in the – so you let's just get to the major leagues. Your first day, they tell you you're going to Toronto. When was it? How was it? Okay. Where were you? A little bit. Oh, in, in 2008, though, when he came to New Hampshire. and Wait, you guys were teammates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll we just back that one up then. We, All we, right. we were, we, that year he made his debut in 2008. So he, he joins the team, obviously the organization. We, we meet in spring training. And our pitching coordinator at the time was really high on him. And I remember I was standing behind watching him pitch one spring game. And they were like, oh, like – this guy, this guy, you know, he's really good. I really love his makeup, and he throws strikes, yada, 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 the whole shabam. Next thing you know, 2008, we show up to New Hampshire. He's on the roster, obviously, with us, and I've been there for almost three years, yeah, two and a half years, and I'm, I've been getting my ass kicked. And, you know, so I'm kind of the veteran of the double-A group, you know, That's because sucks. I, yeah, because I've been there getting my ass kicked, and opening day starter. Who is it? Scott Richmond. And I kind of was like, what the fuck? You it's know, so you, well, I mean, you would think, right. But no, it wasn't. They gave you millions of dollars <laughs> to sign your name. <laughs> this dude was in the woods. Yeah. But I, right there, I was on the back burner already. I mean, I had, I was flaming out. I was the bust, you know, at the, you time. Were the, bust at the time. Yeah. And he'll tell you, I so mean, were you, were you pissed off at him? No, I mean, I was just like, kind of like, man, like, you know, figured, being here two and a half years, they might have given me the op- you know opening day. You know it's it's always special, no matter it's where it is. Yeah, no matter if it's in high A, double A, triple, it's always special. And I remember when he got the nod, it was it was it was just like whoa. But then, like I said, you the more I learn about him and his story, and you're like, wow, this is crazy. You know, I, I can take something from it, and I did. You know, it's just the he was so persistent. You know, and he always worked hard, and and, and it was never like. Oh, I'm here. My shit doesn't stink. No, it was like, I'm going to come in here and work. Because, you know, guys that are overachievers, those fake eyewash, the Johnny Hustle. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't sound like he was one of them. No, 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 Not no. that you're sitting here. We'll talk about you. It's all good. He, he, he knew. He knew <laughs> Usually he when you're I'm older, I think I think by the time he got to double A, he was so mature. He was so above everyone well, he's there. He's older than you guys by 20 years. But but his, his path, now listening to it, you're like, wow, this guy was mentally nothing could phase him. You know, he could have a bad outing. It wasn't going to phase him. You know, I mean, 
if he gave up five runs in, in an inning, you know, and it was out by the second inning, it it wasn't going to phase well, him. Let me ask you this, Rick, in front of Rich, Rich here. Um, usually there's like those 21-year-olds, like hot shots. Not mm-hmm. you because you had been a little, little bit, and you have a different makeup from those guys. But there's probably some guys who are like, what the fuck? Like, how come this guy's getting a shot? This old man who's 25 years old, 26 years old, he's taking my spot like I'm the one, like like in Bull Durham, I'm the one with the blau punk. I got the Porsche. Like I'm, there must have been something like that. You don't I'm, have to name names. I'm sure. I'm, there's always yeah, competitive guys. I mean, you get in that. Yeah, I mean, there's everyone wants to pitch in the big leagues, right? I guys mean, down in the A ball thinking they can get up to yeah. AA think about it. Old guys taking a spot. Think about, when they think about how them. many. Think about how many rotation spots there is in the big leagues. There's five. five. Think, think about how many pitchers there is in in the whole organization. Yeah. About, well, that's my point. Is like there must have been some guys kind of like chirping. Like, well, I mean, not so, to you. Doesn't matter. Did you it, hear that? Happens that? everywhere. That everywhere. happens in work. That happens in yeah. baseball. That happens at the mill. That happens on the docks. That yeah. happens everywhere. You kind of either let it beat you down, or you go, "Listen, man, I can't. I can't do that. I'm doing my own thing here. I'm trying to keep my head down and work, and just look at it that way. And if that guy wants to be angry at your success because you're working hard, maybe it'll motivate him. Me starting opening day might have lit a fire under Rick's ass. Boom, look at his. He starts taking off, getting settled down, gets to AAA that year. Next year, cracks the team. It's just like you never know what can happen. Maybe they were challenging him going, fuck, Rich, watch this old guy come in and do a better job exactly. than you've been doing. Yeah. Well, because and, – and, and you can take it two, two ways. You know, you can, you can let it be like, oh, fuck, like this organization doesn't believe in me. Fuck them, I'm out. No. It was like, okay, it's just another challenge. You know, I haven't lived up to the expectations. I got to work harder. I got to this, – this guy's coming in and showing me up. Not in a not in a bad way, but he is doing it and going about it the right way. I got to step up my game, and I it, it just you know the competitive the com- competitiveness in you is always going to be like all right. I want to live up to that level. Well, you, know? you mentioned that, Rich, and uh, how in business that happens, or in an office where you might be the one who you're thinking you're getting promoted next because you know you've been here, you've accomplished that, and all of a sudden your boss is like you get pigeonholed a certain way, and they look over you and. All of a sudden, somebody else who's not qualified gets that. How did you stay locked in where you're like, I can't let the outside noise affect me? I've just been doing it, like Rick said before, for so long already. I, you know, even after school, I went to independent ball for three years. So I already had veteran guys kind of teaching me the way when I was like 24, 5, and 6. Like, they're just teaching me. When you suck and you give up five runs in the first inning, just... If you're still in the game, bear down, bite your tongue from there, and just take it as a challenge. Every game's going to be different. You're going to feel different every game, and just try to learn from it. And don't let the don't get too high when you're high. Don't get too low. Just kind of kind of keep it even keel. So don't throw your glove? Pretty much. <laughs> Slam it on the so, ground. Pick it up quick, though. So, yeah, so he's in New Hampshire in 2008, and then, bam, big leagues. I don't remember who your debut so was against. So he got against. there before you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> he did. He did. And... 2008. I mean, and it was a group full of better veterans. Now think about it. He's he's coming from minor league camp. Nobody knows who the fuck he is. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Your first minor league camp was in 2008. Yeah. yeah. Four months later, I was in Toronto. Shut up. So think about it. You walk into a clubhouse. Roy Halladay, B.J. Ryan, Scott Downs, Vernon Scott Rollins, Aaron Hill, like I mean, legit Toronto. Milo Toronto. Overbay. Rod Barajas, guys, Rod like Bra- ten years, you know, like just all these guys, right? So, and this guy's the same age as some of these guys, but he's a rookie, and nobody knows who he is because he didn't spend big league camp with them. He was in minor league camp, so nobody, nobody knew anything about this guy. He was making his debut. Who was it against? Tampa Bay Rays, who went to the World Series that year. There you go. So, when they called you, how did it happen? 
I was in Indianapolis. My parents had never seen me throw any professional pitch yet. They never came to New Hampshire. I was there till the All-Star break. And then I made five starts in AAA, about to make my sixth start in Indianapolis. And they came to watch. And I get called into the office. I was getting stretched on the table for my start. And they called me into the office and said, hey, are we going to tell them? Like, what's going on? We're just trying to confirm everything before they told me. And they're like, hey, listen, you're not pitching here today. We know that much for sure. And then they're like, sit down, they're talking a little bit. And all of a sudden, I go, okay, you're not pitching here. You're going to be in Toronto on Wednesday pitching against the Rays. And I was like, holy crap. Is, this, is, is that easy or what? You know what I mean? Like, like I was saying, I was not... 10 and 0 with the two, you know, How old like, were you? I was battling. I was 27 years old. Just came from Indie Ball three years before that. And like Rick said, I was in Indie Ball in Canada. So I knew every single player on the Jays. I'm Canadian. I follow the Jays. I grew up watching the Jays and boom, now I'm in the clubhouse with all the Jays and they're taking the field behind me. So that was a pretty fun time. <laughs> so your, par- your parents were in Indianapolis? Parents were in Indianapolis. And I didn't Getting have a ready suit. to watch you. They're going to get, watch me make a triple A start. After that start, I was going to go to Toronto anyway, but that's a different story I'll tell you about. So they on after the podcast or off? Yeah, no, no, on podcast. Okay, all right. oh, everything's <laughs> on, right? What do you mean? We're all going here. Uh, so yeah, so I didn't have a suit. I didn't know you travel with a suit in AAA in case you get called up. Guess Damn, what? We had to go Canadian. to Nordstrom's and grab a suit. I this didn't is know what to do. Alex it, and I had the same story. But Indianapolis <laughs> is the perfect place because when you go to Indianapolis, it's a big league city. You know, yeah, there's a big mall. There's big yeah, time restaurants. Pacers, You're staying Colts, right downtown yeah. where the Colts play. So yeah, yeah. and the Pacers and that one steakhouse that everybody goes to. Uh, yeah, well, I forget the name I don't of it. Know, I wasn't Wait. there long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hey. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me <laughs> flex over here. So then, um, him and Peyton so Manning hanging out. You, you go and find a suit. Hmm. Find a suit. Yeah. But you're six five. Yep, which is hard. So it didn't fit me all that good. When you go up to the big leagues and everybody's got custom suits, and I'm rocking him with a Nordstrom special. <laughs> it didn't matter. I was going to the big leagues is all that mattered. But the good thing about it was I had five days to let my family know. My girlfriend at the time is now my wife. Oh, okay. uh, gave her time. All my friends and family got to come. My brother flew back from his European trip to watch it. Uh, so it was pretty special. A lot of people got to be kind of involved. My girlfriend met my whole family without me. Because I was on the field, <laughs> so my grandparents, my mother, you know, think about that though. Think about that friend. for a sec. You're rooting for your childhood favorite team, and now you're suiting up. You know, I'm sure Richie looked up to a guy like Roy Halladay. You know, and yeah, the year before, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, every year I've yeah. ever well, played. I, baseball. I'm thinking though, he's ready to pitch the mound, and he's he's on the mound, and he's like, damn, I wonder if my mom likes my girlfriend. Like, like, like if they don't get along, <laughs> totally not worried about that at that point. I'm like, listen, we'll deal with that on a different day. I'm about to face I'm these in the guys. Big I'm now. Yeah, yeah. Wait, it's huh? really bright on this mound, is what I was thinking, you know, because the lights are totally that's, different. That's one thing. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's fucking bright when you get what on you, that what mound. What do you mean it's bright? Uh, in Toronto, it, the lights in Toronto because it's like a ring of lights, unlike outdoor ballparks where it's just kind of like a huge stack, a huge stack, a huge stack, kind of on a pole. This is a dome, so or like a sky like dome. Like you, so you literally feel like the lights are shining on you. No, I mean, like, it feels like that. I mean, it feels well, like it felt that. really it, comfortable. Yeah, let me say it, that. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was cool. Like, I got called up against the Rays. Another fun thing was too. I was about to go play for Canada at the Olympics in Beijing, which is in 2008. And after that start in Indianapolis, even if I didn't get called up, I was still flying to Toronto to get introduced before a Blue Jays game with my Team Canada teammates and go, hey, wish uh, your Team Canada good luck in the Beijing Olympics. Uh, they're off for whatever 
two weeks. Uh, have a good time. I was supposed to be out there waving to all the fans. I ended up starting that game, and all sure. my Team Canada teammates got to watch my debut. Wow. Insane. So it took me out of the Olympics, but and then the media was kind of on that. I was Canadian, so they're like all over it a little bit, and I'm like, I'm not trying to do a lot all of, of a media sudden, here. All of a sudden, yeah. they were fighting for the guy that nobody wanted. Team Canada wanted him to go to play in the Olympics, and Toronto, the Toronto Blue Jays were saying, no, he's staying here. <laughs> Crazy how that works, right? I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's so just, many questions now to follow up. How much money did you have in your account in Indianapolis? Uh, less than five grand. <laughs> so you had enough to buy uh, a suit? My parents bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too ashamed to say that. Did you hey, congratulations, we'll buy you a suit and shoes. <laughs> Did you own a suit before that? I don't think so. I still have that suit I bought. Really? Yeah. You should frame it, man. Yeah, no, I got enough things framed. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you can frame a Ricky Rowe jersey. Yeah, all right, no, he hasn't given me one yet. <laughs> it's all right. We have it in the Golden Boy <laughs> office. Yeah, don't worry. Perfect. <laughs> but you got to frame the suit. At least frame the tie or something. What yeah, kind of tie no, was no, it? No. I got my jersey, my man. Ah, I forget got my that. jersey. Ah, I got Roy yeah. Halladay personalized jersey. Oh, okay. I got a Griffey Mariners. Ah. I got these ones that take precedence what, right. my rookie Nordstrom rack suit. What color was the suit? Tell me it was like tacky it was, brown. No, it was gray. Gray, okay. we tried to keep it simple. Okay. I didn't want to roll in and, like, you know, dumb hey, and dumber if here. You came in like Don Cherry. I know, I know, awesome. <laughs> I know baseball's changed over the years, you know, and we've talked about this in the past. Talk about that first day when you walk into that clubhouse and all those veterans are there and just <laughs> you're laughing because, or you're, you're shaking your head because, you know, like I said, it was, it was a different type of team. It was a veteran team and they, they had certain rules that, that we used to follow and, um, in Toronto, for those that are not fam familiar with the clubhouse, they have all these leather couches around the clubhouse. As a rookie, your ass better not be in one of those couches. Well, my friend uh, Richie here on his first day decided to. <laughs> I was getting comfortable. You know? Like I said, I made it. I'm established. We did it. Well, we made the right path. We did it one game. You know yeah. what I mean? So Where's that couch? He decides to sit on that couch and watch TV. Wait. And... Like I said, our clubhouse is state of the art. It's it's a beautiful clubhouse, leather couches, TVs everywhere. So he decides to sit on the leather couch. Remind you, nobody told him that he couldn't. So I mean, I I would have probably done the same thing. And he sits on a couch, and we won't mention names about who chewed who out, but he got chewed out by the veterans really, really bad. They gave him a hard time. <laughs> how come your teammates in New Hampshire didn't tell you about that, man? They don't know anything. Who, who the hell was no in the big idea. leagues? Nobody hey, was, how who, come nobody in Syracuse wasn't telling me about that? <laughs> Who's the first rounder? No, but Tomorrow, I, I wasn't in the big leagues. <laughs> nope. And the, right, so, you don't really know until you get there. You don't know until... Okay, but then, but it, it's all busting your balls. It's, all bu it, it's busting your balls yeah. more than anything. You know, and, and, and at the time... There's got to be somebody who's like, hey, man, here's... I mean... they pick you up in the airport, hey... I mean, I know me. I didn't have any buddies. I wasn't in spring training. A lot of these guys kind of like rookies. Like, yeah. hey, we'll stick together. Like 2009, yeah. him and I, we stuck together. We roomed. 2009, the, we were roommates. You know yeah, I mean? in Toronto when but we made the team. In 2008, and nobody knew me. I was in minor league camp coming from the docks. They'd have no idea. Coming from the docks. <laughs> I have no idea. So, like, I sit down and go, okay, there's a couch there in front of my chair. TV up there. I'm going to have a look at this. Rook, get off the couch. We look comfortable here, Rook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up and at it. Where's my locker? Yeah. All right, Vernon Wells. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty much, right? And Vernon like, made like $100 million. Probably him. Yeah. yeah. As he should, but he say, should sir. Yeah. But that's I mean, the thing. is, like having been a reporter and seeing the clubhouse. I always loved it when a new guy would show up and just to watch. 
One, because they're scared out of especially in September, the September call-ups. You know they're scared out of their mind. You know they're not going to play. And covering the Dodgers, that clubhouse back then was so small, like a junior high mm. clubhouse, where they had to double up lockers yeah. for the call-ups. And I would just stand there like funny. And then it was like, hmm. I remember I went to, it was an angel clubhouse. And a guy gets called up. And I knew him through a friend. And I went and said hi. And they got, and I just like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, hey. And I was like, no, no you can't talk to me. I got to go. Like, Because I, I, I knew that. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. I can't. I can't. And I was like, yeah, you can't be seen talking to the media. I just went, hey, congratulations. I mean, I, re- I remember my rookie year. I mean, in 2009, I'd be, I couldn't fall asleep on the point. It was just a thing. Why? You're, because... Somebody hey, might need a beer, and you might need Rook, to jump get up me a and beer. get it. Make sure the wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, they, they, oh yeah. At the time, they were just busting your balls. They're so. trying to check your character. Yeah. Are you able to handle the ribbing, or are you going to get butt hurt and go? What are you doing, man? Like, why are you picking on me? Are you that oh, guy, or are you Johnny? Okay. Because hey, yeah, but, no problem. I'll put my work in. I'll do my due diligence. I'll do whatever so you say to get. Th- think get about and you're saying, hey, Bobby, can I get another beer? No. Think about think about make it two. 27, 28 year old Rich getting a beer for a 25, 25 year old <laughs> veteran. You, know? you got to do it. <laughs> Listen, you're putting your time in. Be, and I've also seen guys that complain about it and they don't last. Yeah. They're not, they're and, not fan favorites and, on the team. Guys aren't going to be diving for you in the outfield. They're checking your character. And then and, <laughs> like, they're not inviting you to play cards. I needed all cards. That was a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I love playing cards. Yeah, you didn't get invited. You had to be asked. I couldn't get on the table with the cards. And trust me, there's 48 decks in the big leagues of cards. I couldn't just grab them, grab four rookies, and go play. Oh, you got enough free time? No working out today, huh? Nothing? No cold tub for you? Oh, okay. Yeah, just play cards. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. So you can just like drop I'll the cards? Put the and- cards away and then never touch them until I'm asked again. <laughs> Let me go play Snake. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're back on the Razor in the big league clubhouse. <laughs> All right. When did, so how many uh, weeks or months or did you last in the major leagues that year? So... Because they took me away from the Olympics, JP Richardi was asked, make sure, well, whatever. It was, he was the general manager at the time. He said it wasn't just a, a um, what's it called, one, an up and down, yeah. a one-time pitch thing. It was an extended look. So I got five starts. Okay. So that's what kind of made it. Listen, I play baseball. I'm trying to be a big leaguer. Yeah. Olympian would have been icing on the cake, but... Uh, you know, I'm not a shot putter. I don't throw the javelin. So if I'm doing that, I want to be an Olympian. So did Canada win time. the gold medal that year? Canada in the Olympics? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay, then, then, you're, then you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, you're won, good. who won the gold medal that year? Cuba. You? <sighs> Cuba, Korea, or uh, Bobby? Research. Let's go, Bobby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby. Get the iPad but then going. But in uh, in 2009, I come in. We come in. Ace. Who won the 2008 World Series? Uh, or Canadian? What is it? It's Olympics. A, uh, Olympics. Ah, whatever. I'm mumbling. Give me another beer. Gold, silver, bronze. Beijing. Wait, yeah. Oh, USA, didn't it? Wasn't it Tommy? Uh, no, no, Tommy won in no, Sydney. No, no, no. That's the... Beijing 2008 was the last time baseball was in the Olympics because it's been out because London hosted next and oh. then Rio hosted. And they don't Beijing is... South Korea, gold, Cuba, silver, United States. South Korea, gold. Mm. Who? Cuba, silver. Cuba, silver. That's Beijing is the Olympics. And Canada uh, would have won. She's the one. She went to those Olympics. Oh, your wife was yeah. in that Olympic? Yeah. Damn. So, so in 09... Um, we come into camp. He's already. He's oh, I'm well established. He's I'm well established. He's a Rick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, don't look at the, don't got, look at the couch. He's got 28 days in the yeah, big yeah, leagues. Yeah, exactly. You know, 28, 28 I'm more. I'm all over the couches. <laughs> <laughs> Cards all over you, right? Oh, yeah. So then, yeah, we. Mm. I come in and and it's the same thing. We got we got to mm. both make the team and 
that year we ended up making the team. We were part of the rotation together. We ended up rooming together in uh, in Toronto. Uh, we lived right downtown. We got a little two-bedroom apartment. At the time, we didn't know that in the big leagues, it was you did not room with one another because you're making good enough money that you should have your own place. But we didn't know. And they judge you all about yeah. this. Like, so you guys are living so, together? Are you boyfriends? So, it's like, so you know, we, they just get on you. And we, you're like, oh, that's cute. You know, we yeah. got college. We got, you're we like, got, yeah. yeah. We got shit over. You're like, what is this, college? You yeah. were old school. You guys had your own friends. I was like, oh, I, I didn't know. I mean, what, what the it hell was do you. big enough. It what, was what the hell do you use an apartment for? Like, you spend all your time on the field, anyways. All we would do is come in, sleep, wake up, eat breakfast, eat lunch. Go back to the field. They probably got on you the most. Oh, what? Come on, bonus baby. Exactly. Come on, bonus. <laughs> we understand the con- you know, over here, Richie. He's a dock worker. <laughs> yeah. Come on, bonus. You probably yeah. have a Hummer. But yeah, I know exactly. we, we didn't know. Like I said, I didn't know. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So from there on, I always had my own place. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. These are how these are how you learn. Hey, let me ask you. I've asked Rick on the other podcast before. When you said you had less than five thousand in your account. When you got your first big league check, how much was it for? Uh. 40 grand and taxes take half. So I got 20 and I was like, what tax bracket am I in <laughs> that takes 20 grand out of my check? Because before that I was making 1200 bucks and I wasn't getting taxed because I was making so little a month. And now I'm getting $20,000 taken out of my jaw, hit the floor. And then with the rest of that check, I just dumped it on my student loans and said, okay, we're good there now. <laughs> And I'm back to five grand again. But, you know, it's all good. We're knocking the debt down. Uh, not that I, I, like, people have told me, because I have the other podcast called Living the Dream. People are like, hey, why do you always ask these guys about their money? I'm like, not that I'm trying to get into your pockets because you don't worry about a man's money. But it's just more, I love hearing the stories of like how you just said it. Like the first time you get it. Like I'm not asking, hey, what's your portfolio look like now? But the, because Tory Hunter told me this. Uh, he's like, the reason I give the rookies my check when they come in September, he would always leave his check on their desk. I love that. He's like, Kirby Puckett did it to me. Other guys have did it to me. I love it. He's like, because I remind <clears throat> them, you get to the major leagues, your first check, you look at it like, fuck, yeah, it's a lot. But then, you know what's even better? When you get the check that has a couple million every two weeks, it's more incentive for you to keep working yeah. hard not to ever settle. See that check. He's like, I'm not bragging about it. He goes, but yeah, I also like fucking with him a little bit too. Like, yeah. Right. Check out the zeros behind that number. Well, that was what he said. He would always tell people, he's like, hey, you see how much they took on taxes? More than your check. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just more just to like, he said to incentivize these kids to like keep grinding. Just because you showed up doesn't mean you've made it. Right. You haven't earned it. So totally. how much harder was it for you to keep grinding and go after it? Once you're at the top, there's only one direction and it's down. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody you're chasing anymore. I wasn't chasing Roy Halladay. I was the fifth starter. He's the ace. I'm not trying to take his spot. I'm trying to pave out a path of my own little section of this team. And every time I get an opportunity, take it as far as I can and just do the best I can, like everybody else is trying, and for as long as I can, you know? What's what's the... <clears throat> obviously, the news came out a few weeks ago about him being a Hall of Famer. What's your best... Roy Halladay story, you think? You know, like we both know, the guy never hung out in front of his locker. He was never kind of socializing in the clubhouse with the guys. He was in the weight room. He was doing the cold tubs. He was in the training room. The guy was in the video room more than anybody had ever seen. Uh, but, you know, there's always a story like... Personal, like... Personal. Where- okay, when I... In Detroit one year, uh, one year, 2009, uh, I got... I was pitching deep into the game. I think it was like four to three us in the seventh or something. And Miguel Cabrera comes up. There's two runners on. 
throw a 3-2 slider to him. He hits it about 500 feet, and I end up losing the game. I think the team lost the game. And he comes in after I get pulled, and I go in upstairs and have a look at the pitch and stuff. And he just kind of sat down next to me and said, hey, I'm going to give you some advice. There's five, five or six hitters in the league you do not throw 3-2 sliders to, and he is one of them. Alex Rodriguez, you know, these guys, because they see so many 3-2 sliders, it's just like throwing a 2-0 fastball to them because they see it on the regular. So don't try and trick them because your 3-2 slider might not be painted. It might be thirds, and thirds to them in a 3-2 count where they've seen six of your pitches is pretty much down the middle. So just throw your fastball down and away, give them their single, and just move on to the next thing and try and keep your team in it. Don't try and trick them. Just try and outthink them by going heater away. And that and was as, kind as, of veteran mentality I was as, thinking. As many of you, as everyone knows, Miguel Cabrera in his prime was Stud. ridiculous. You know, and, and he can cover every side of the plate in a way. When he gets on that, uh, on that plate, it looks like he covers everything it looks like you can't hit anything unless it's Sergio Romo throwing a fastball right down the middle <laughs> in the World well, Series Romo doesn't count because uh, Faisal doesn't count you know he Romo challenged them and he froze them you know and when you see something like that you're like wow to yeah. do it to a big time hitter in the biggest of the biggest of stage and he he was you guys played with Hall of Famers one and against and yeah uh, like, yeah well, that Jeter guy. Well, it's crazy. I, I was I was thinking about it the other day. It's crazy how now the classes of guys that we played with or against on the ballot are on the on ballot, ballot or yeah. our Hall of Famers. Doc, um, yeah, but that Jeter, just means Jeter, they're retired. Uh, Richie's not retired. He's still going. No, Mariano, still Mariano, going. Baby. Still going. Wait man. for that ballot. He's Ten fresh. more years. <laughs> next year. <laughs> he never played any travel baseball when he was eleven on four different teams. This arm is loaded. He's exactly. All kinds of bullets. Let's let's get him to uh, now. It's time for a feature that we have on the Let's Go Rick, with Ricky Rowan Beto. It's called Let's Go Down Memory Lane. I'm going to show you pictures, and we're going to hear your raw reaction to this. Ricky has an idea of what they might be, but I. Keeping to myself right here on my phone. I'm going to show it to you. And immediately you just say it. And we're going to react with you. I'm going to show you two of them. Ready? Okay. What's your name? Yep. Scott. Scott. Yep. You ready for this one? Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Pouting at the WBC in 2009 that I didn't get to play. <laughs> You're sitting at the dugout and you're right next to the logo. Yeah, in Toronto. In your, in oh, your that, Canada uniform. That, Why are you mad? I made sure that that picture was well, going to come hey, And that picture, that, that picture, that, that, that picture ha- was hung in our video room all year. Mm. Why? Because the story goes, obviously. Well, Rich, and, yep. Richie was uh, supposed to be the A starter for Team Canada that year, but they were saving him for the next game and for the next game. Because, in, yeah, in WBC in 2009, you didn't have to play all the teams. It was two and Q. Two and Q. Okay. So, so we went. We were in Toronto. We had USA first. They decided not to throw me against the U.S. because we didn't want to fight that. Then we had Italy. So we started another guy. What are we going to do? What, what is Canada thinking? They're going to beat the we're shit out of Italy. Italy up. Boy, they put it on us real quick. <laughs> Mike Piazza playing or what? No, but they had like Denorfia. They had Chris I think the young Rizzo was on the team. I think they had a few ball players. Guys who were like pitchers. a quarter yeah. Italian yeah. all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah, well, they had some. They were. They were, I all remember is they were up seven four real quick, and we're like, "All right, boys, here we go. We're at home, about to get swept in this two game series." <laughs> and Scott Richmond hasn't pitched, and that's the you picture. were the best pitcher on the team. I was. Well, Canada really. Just say it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> <A> starter. <laughs> the best part is that you have the Canada cap, which is pretty cool. It's red. Yep. You have the Canada uh, pullover, red, and you're right next to the WBC logo. 
and your right fist is in your face. Like you're like, I don't want he to. He had anybody. the what the fuck like, look. He like, I wish somebody would. I wish you would. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't mad. To be oh, honest. okay. What I was mad about is I had to leave the Blue Jays camp that yeah. I had just made the team the year before and I'm trying to crack the crack the roster in 2009 and they advised me, I highly recommend you don't go play because we want to see you pitch. So if I went, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll pitch against the, the Team Canada team. Had a, um, a few games down in Florida before going up to WBC in Toronto and I ended up pitching against the Blue Jays wearing my Team Canada stuff. So the Jays got to see me there. Then we went up to Toronto. I never even got to pitch. So I was more butthurt that I was wrecking my opportunity with uh, the Blue Jays. And obviously, you want to pitch in Toronto? Come to find out. You know, like I had already pitched in the stadium. I felt comfortable. And I'd be breaking camp with the team. But all these things you don't know. And I'm trying to make educated decisions to try and increase my, you know, opportunity to play. Really quick. Where were you the year Canada played Mexico here? 2013 WBC. I just got back from Korea. I tore my meniscus That's in my right. left knee and I was in the Wait. stands watching. Okay, so you saw the whole brawl from the stands. I saw the whole thing. I was on the team, but I, my knee wasn't healthy enough gotcha. to play. Gotcha, okay. Yep. Now, this one, we're going to show you one more. Who is this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Fubon Guardians of the CPBBL, the Chinese Professional Baseball League, where I played in 2016 or 17 and 18. 16 and 17. 16 right. and the 17. caption says, pitcher falls down, throws out runner at home while flat on his back. What? There's a better one that went viral. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know about it. I love the one where he makes an incredible one. catch. It was and like it, it was all over yeah. social media. I mean, it still is where he at the line drive hit back at his face and he kind of. I don't know, made a weird, weird catch. That's the reason we're going down memory lane, because you said you were in China? Yep. So Taiwan, Taiwan. Taiwan. Not, not mainland China. Okay. Right off the coast of Taiwan. They have a four-team league. And four? Yep, four. It's, it's not, a softball league. It's not the funnest, man. I'll tell you that. It's not helping any pitcher out. You, know, you face a hitter late in the season that's seen you 30 times. That's not an advantage. I'll tell you What's that. What's it like playing in China? You know what? It's hot. It's a humid country. It's kind of like Hawaii. It okay. was uh, the foods, interesting. I ate a little bit of octopus mouth soup. Have you ever heard of that? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's little chunks of uh, mouths. It's like beaks. You know how octopus beaks are like parrots, right? If you ever Google an octopus mouth, it's like a parrot mouth. Okay? It's hard. It's how they, they kind of pinch it. These guys kind of hollow that out, fire that in a brothy, snotty-like soup, and then eat it and love it. And they chew around it and then spit that little thing out. It was, I had to try it. I won't try it again. <laughs> it was the food in Taiwan and China is very interesting, and I'm exp I'm. You're pretty open too. I like, like to like, try things. That's why I tried it. We're not going there again. <laughs> we'll keep the octopus on a ceviche. Yeah. It'll be all right. And the last picture for you. This is. That is Auckland tuatara. To a what? Tuatara. It's a lizard. It's the oldest reptile in New Zealand. My dad's a born and raised Kiwi, yeah. and pops is from I'm a New half Zealand. New Zealand citizen, so when I made the big leagues, I was the first New Zealander to make the big leagues, and I, I was just half. I'm not even full-blooded, but no full-blooded New Zealanders ever made the big leagues. So um, the people that work with Baseball New Zealand, and this is the first professional baseball team ever in New Zealand. They played in the Australian Baseball League this past year, and I just spent all of January down in Australia playing with them. 
and to get ready for the pre-Pan Am Games in Brazil I just got back from. So you got to represent your dad's country. That's the goal. That's pretty cool. Like I know Ricky, anytime anything Mexico is like, oh man, that's a great honor. Yep. But to be the first New Zealand-ish kind of person? Pretty much uh, first generation New Zealander to make the big leagues because nobody's ever been born there. But in 2008, Rick and I played with the born and raised Kiwi in Scott Campbell, who was... Uh, on the Futures game at the All-Star game, he wore the New Zealand flag at the Futures game, ended up blowing out his hip and didn't make the big leagues, but oh. he was their best chance, and I just played with a bunch of the guys, and they're a little ways away from getting another big leaguer. So there's a, <laughs> so there's a league in Australia? Yeah, it's like a winter it. league, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it's the so it's like it's, oh, it's like, summer over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like the it's like the Mex- having the Mexican like the Mexican winter league. Yep. Okay. Dominican. It's just they have their own league over there too. Yeah. So. How many countries have you played professionally in? Uh, with yeah. Italy, Taiwan, United States, and, and Canada. Canada. And how many countries have you played baseball in? Because you pl- are part of Team Canada. Yeah. You just mentioned you came back from Brazil. Uh, huh, Panama, Brazil. Uh, Cuba? Pan- Panama, Brazil. Never been to Cuba. I've done... Uh, Australia, uh, Taiwan, obviously, they host a lot of international tournaments. Uh, the Premier 12 will be in Korea in November this year. The Pan Am Games will be in Lima, Peru come July this year. So those, those will be two more countries I'll check off. Just did Australia. And Brazil was a quick one-hitter, but that was uh, down there for a week. And just trying to keep climbing. I'm not trying to be the most experienced world traveler. I'm just trying to contribute as much as I can and, you know, just try and see as much of the world and bring my family along. That's amazing, Rick, what a little ball can do for your life, right? Like you're a kid from East L.A. who was just happy to go to a junior college and play. Mm-hmm. And you've seen the world. Yeah. You're representing your country. Mm-hmm. You're a kid that was working on the docks, didn't even play in high school. An old kid. Old kid playing in a men's league. It's crazy what a baseball can do for people's lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and 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 we go back around this, and it's it's everyone has a story, their own story, and 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 everyone's unique in that way. I think, and I think that's why it, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on, and and so that people really get to listen to his story and and maybe get inspired by it, you know, and. Um, <clears throat> To just chase your dream. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like even playing for the Blue Jays, I don't think anyone fully ever had a f- grasp of how far he's come. You know, everyone knew a little bit here and there, you know, undrafted, blah, blah, blah. But to kind of have it explained here, I mean, I, I didn't know some of these things. And it's it's pretty cool, man. It, it, it It's inspiring, you know, and, and hopefully our listeners out there, Get inspired by it, you know. It doesn't have to be with baseball, but just anything in life. You want it, well, you got to go chase it. It's inspiring you know, just to like, you know what? You hate your job. You yeah. hate looking at Excel every damn day. <laughs> like, I mean, how many people do we know who are rich and some? Like, I don't want to sell insurance. I don't want to do real estate. I don't want to drive a truck. I want to talk to people. I'm not making money on a podcast, but damn it, I'm loving what I'm doing. Yeah. Are you making money at all in baseball anymore? Not really. I'm just uh, experiencing. You know the world, and we're we're saving, we're being frugal outside of the travels, so that we can experience. For example, like we did Italy, six months, saw over forty cities in Italy. <laughs> Could have very easily taken the train, done all the easy routes, the super chill. We drove everywhere. 
paid for gas. You know, we did VRBOs. We'd bundle up with buddies that would come over. We had friends come over and visit us and just trying to keep it cheap. But we're doing all the experiences we can with three kids. Does Canada pay you like a stipend? Nope. So you're representing Team Canada. Team Canada doesn't get paid like U.S. team players. We only get paid for the WBC. And now the Premier 12, the first Premier 12 was four years ago in Taiwan. This year will be the next one. It'll be in our first round will be in Korea and USA will be in Guadalajara. And there'll be another one somewhere else. But th this is where we get paid as well, the higher you climb. And it's an Olympic qualifier for the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. So they just give you a plane ticket? That's what you get? Pretty much. And a hotel room. We don't have to pay for that. Do you share? Or food. Nope. You, oh, big time. Now, yeah. listen, when I first joined Canada, we shared. So I would always be courteous and text them. All right, hey, like, just make sure you don't hook me up with anybody that plays Fortnite till four in the morning, all right? <laughs> make sure you give me an old guy. Make sure you give me a veteran who talks to his kids. And they're like, oh, uh, we don't have any of those? Here. Well, no, no, there's plenty. You know, but, you know, it's just like, just come on. He's like, because we have a Baseball Canada banquet every year in January, too. And it's like, the banquet's been good to us. We're going to have our own rooms this year. So that was a big thing for Canada. It's, we're, not, we're a small baseball thing. We're 10th in the world. But we fight hard, man. Every team that plays us, they know they're in for a dog fight. It's for sure. When you look at your cell phone right now, do you have an iPhone? I do. Oh. I do. Hey, wait. How, how updated is it? Is well, it a it's a 10. He's, oh. not, he's, not, he's not playing the little snake game anymore. I promise <laughs> no, you that. No, no, no. It's good. We definitely got a little <laughs> advancement on that. Dude, take <laughs> it back to you. But he always walks in. Like, hey, you got the Wi-Fi password? Yeah. yeah really yeah. quick before we wrap it up. Um, we wrap it up. We got part two. <laughs> we got some Molson's and Crown Royal he, coming. He, uh, <laughs> he did get to pitch in the WBC. It did, you know, obviously the dream of pitching in the baseball classic. He was in the in the last one that was in Miami. Miami in 17, yeah. Yeah, so he was he actually did Against get to the US, which was Hey, fun. did you fight Mexico? Yeah. No, I was no, in the no, stands. No, no, no. He said he was in I the was stands. In the stands. All my teammates were out there fighting him. Oh, we, we were fighting in front of the stands, right? You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, it was a fight in the stands too. I mean, we saw some of those beers come fly onto the field and a bunch of Mexican guys were right down there and Canada, Canadians were all like, this is kind of violent. Like, you know what I mean? You know, it was a little intense, that's for sure. I was sitting up there with my and kids Canadi had earphones. Canadians are on. the nicest people yeah. ever, man. Didn't they have the same hotel? I don't know, oh, but okay. you didn't uh, know that it part. was not. I wasn't at the hotel, but oh, okay. it was a whole thing. Yeah, Mexico. As, as, as Alex and I would say, fucking Mexico, bro. Like, <laughs> well, it was Luis Cruz at third base. Yeah. Going, hit him in the ribs, and then to Sony. No, no, no. He, Cruz was just scratching his ribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Finger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would never do that on purpose. And the funny thing was, Rene Tassoni, a good friend of mine from North Van too, he was batting. That was his only at bat in the whole tournament. Oh, no. Get, they were trying to drill him. They threw four <laughs> times at him. He that was his only at he, bat. He shouldn't have bunted, man. Oh, he didn't bunt. It was Chris Robinson, the batter before him. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's so right. So he had to pinch hit after, and he ended up just getting thrown at the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you ever been in fights in other countries? Uh, like, you know, Taiwan, there's some of the nicest people, like way nicer <laughs> than Canada, very... Nicer than Canada? Feminine, a little bit. It was a little, I don't know. They're all Different. best friends. Listen, it's four teams in Taiwan. They all know each other. The All-Star Games hugging fest. They're all like <laughs> pumping each other up. <laughs> Only one import. You're allowed three imports on a team. Only one import's allowed to go to the All-Star Game. Even if you're a, two studs on a team, you got to prick one because they got to fill it with Taiwanese players. You got a guy who's in the minors three quarters of the year. Oh, yeah, we're letting it eat now. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. a guy in the minors all beer. year, and all of a sudden he comes up for a heartbeat, and boom, he's in the All-Star Game because they're short of left fielder. And so, you're like, so I take, just, I take it you didn't get called up for the All-Star Game. Never made it once. <laughs> 
Not even in Taiwan? I want a best play, though, with that one play over the shoulder. <laughs> Did you ever not get paid? No, no, no. No problem. Yeah, okay. everything paid. Yep, no big deal there. I would have been big stickler on that. But I did sign in Korea, hurt my knee, and they decided to not pay me. And I fought them in court for four years and won that. There's lots. We got to do part two and three. I'll be back. Oh, I'll yeah. Back. That was, that was crazy, man. I, yeah. I, I remember that because that was like, yeah. that was like, I think it was, 14, there was an article written about it. End of 17. Jeez. Yeah. I want to know about scraping the barnacles and all that other yeah, stuff. that's another thing, too. You know, <laughs> all right. Well, on, the let's go, on the Let's Go podcast, we always wrap it up with advice. Obviously, the entire podcast is about advice. And not to get too deep, but... You're 18 years old, and right now, what would you tell 18-year-old Scott Richmond uh, that you really wish good, somebody had told you? Yeah, really good question. You know, See, um, I told you it'd be a good question. Yeah, it is. It is. For sure. It's just like, at 18, all I knew about baseball was that I loved it. I didn't have a ton of opportunities, like a lot of American 18-year-olds, or now baseball's growing in Canada, so... What I would have liked to tell myself is just be true to yourself and what you think is right that's best for you, you do. Sometimes a coach might want you to drop down because you might be able to get outs better that year. But long term and what you're trying to do, go to school, first of all, get an education and hopefully play professionally. Do what you want to do and what your goals are in life and stay true to that. We've had Ricky and I have had plenty of pitching coaches over our careers and you don't take everything they say you kind of just grab a couple things that like that really resonates with me and I can see that working for me. I'm going to use that. I appreciate the rest of your advice, but like I'm really going to try and do my thing. And that's what separates you. And you try and just make your path kind of like my path to the big leagues. I just tried to navigate my way to try and get to the best competition until I plateaued. And fortunate enough, my plateau was the big leagues. So it's not going to be everybody's path, but head to the grindstone and keep working on your own stuff. And that's, that's what I would say. That's great, man. That's cool. I mean, that's cool. And um, have you decided, I mean, obviously, maybe you haven't thought about it, but have you decided when it's time to let the young kids play and stop taking up a <laughs> roster spot? I knew you were waiting to say something like that. Listen, you're, listen, I'm not taking any jobs over here. Like, I've been out of America I'm sure there's for this young, how many years? I'm sure there's this, there's this young, like, Canadian kid trying to get that ro- roster spot. Oh, there's, there's a kid in Australia right 39 now. Thirty-nine-year-old clogging up that spot. Listen, guys, I'm, I'm just like, listen. If there's anybody better, feel free to grab them. I'm just trying to go back, help out hey, this team. Hey, in we New better Zealand. get some New Zealand listeners after this podcast. Yeah, if we I'll don't, make sure. I'll make sure <laughs> we, we, we don't. I, mean, I got a whole thing going. And all down complaints there. go to Scott. What's your social media? Yeah, I, I need to follow you. Uh, Scott forty eight Richmond on Instagram. Why forty eight and Twitter? That's my his, big league number. Yep. So I was thirty four the whole time coming up, just because I love Nolan Ryan. And uh, ended up getting 48 and fell in love with the number. It wasn't 63, so I was pretty happy about that. And, uh, you know, rocked and rolled with that. And Why are you private? I am, am I really? Yeah. On Instagram or Twitter? On Instagram, it says, this account is private. I have to request you. Well, because when you're in Taiwan and everybody freaks out on your Instagram social media, you kind of want to buffer it a bit. <laughs> so or, now that I'm not the, there anymore, I should be able to Italians. Buy- those, yeah, Itali- those it- <laughs> Italians are super chill. They just like to drink wine. You know, they barely work. Wait, over are you there. going back to Italy? No, 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 no. You're done. So, what's the next move for you? Uh, we're working on it. I'm actually trying to get down to Mexico. Oh, yeah. so I'm trying to. It's a hey. little. It's a little late. Yeah. It's a little old. No, Richmond. Richmond. Well, the thing is, like, it's Scott. It's Scott. It's just different. You know, I got a lot of things. I got this, this Pan Am Games in Lima in the middle of the summer. You know, I got the Premier Twelve in November. But hey, so what do you got to coming up? What do you got coming up? 
<laughs> here we go. Here we, we go. We got a director of travel for you, the Ace of SoCal. <laughs> there He'll we take go. you everywhere. Especially if you're it. in TJ. Oh, Listen, yeah. I need it. Hey, <laughs> Scott, it. 48 Richmond, he's private, but... Uh, It'll be changed. It'll be changed soon. You, uh, we, we really appreciate, appreciate you it, coming coming on, man. I mean, that's this, this means a lot, obviously. We're getting started with this, and... It's it's pretty cool, you know. Like I said, for everyone to get a chance to listen to your story and everybody's uh, got a story. We couldn't thank you enough for being. I here. appreciate. Dude, you know what's gonna guys. happen? We're gonna go on a road trip. We're gonna go find him in Tulum, and he's gonna be pitching to some like Oaxacans or something. Oh, and he's, he's just gonna he's be. He's gonna love be... Tulum, Playa del Carmen. <laughs> oh my God, been there, stunning. You float in the water. I had some oh, this really guy, good you can't times get, there. You, you can't get me? one past him, man. Yeah. He he knows. He's really he, buoyant in that ocean. He gets it. He he's. He likes to venture you're, out. You know? He's not a guy that's going to sit in his hotel room. That's you, for sure. Does he, do you know Alex Sanabria? Because you, I feel you no, two. but I know people. I know people that know him. Like you two were like, uh, yeah. you guys were the ultimate vibes. Where's <laughs> like, he playing this year? Is he need a team? Like, Aguas Calientes, Mexico. He's in Aguas Calientes. All right, tell him if they need a guy. Like I'm a guy. The, the thing is, Richie will go anywhere. He'll go to Monclova and sit there and oh. pitch in. in he, you know, you, you go via from Monclova. They're busy. See, there it is. I got it. Yeah, you go on your own then, bro. Have a good one. Well, I'm not. I don't know. I don't. Monterey, another good organization. Um, they're, Listen, they're, they're, they're like I'm the Yankees there. of Mexico. Are they? You know? Yeah. Hey, do you know Matt Stairs? I do. He was in the dugout. He gave me a handshake as soon as I came in after my debut. Canadian is a picture. I love it. And, uh, the only reason I bring that up is because Dodger fans hate him, and we have a lot of Dodger oh, fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, he, viva he, Matt Stairs! Yeah, yeah, where's Jonathan Broxton? Hit the big home yeah, run. Yeah, <laughs> big Canadian gangster hacker hammers the ball, especially when they're center cut, boys. The original. This is like this is like mm. the clean cut Kenny Powers right here, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All over the world. But th- over this the needs world. to be a TV show. This is Travel Channel with Richie. Right? You would think. I mean, hey, he's been. Hey, you know, I, I'm gonna delete that. I, our, our I, production. I, we have a production company <laughs> now. We're gonna start our own show. We're gonna start a book, and there's a few things in the works. Hey, so hey, hey, I guarantee hey, you. We don't need. I no guarantee nobody reads anymore. Nobody reads online. I guarantee you. Okay. We go to Italy. There'll be one person that knows him. Whatever. I'm going to Rome this summer. I'm taking my son. Done. I got people that hook you up. <laughs> told you. Who, who do you got? I live an hour south of Rome in the Tuno Anzio. I can get you all private tours. There you go. So well, I know my old guy. He goes up there every Sunday. He can take you around, show you Trevi Fountain, Spanish Steps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, do well, the whole thing. I just want to go and talk to that one guy, the Pope, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, they, yeah. I don't think he's even Catholic, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, but you, you, you probably know the Pope. No, 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 no. no. He, he knows you. No, no, no. no I, I can't. He's I'm not sure even the, the Pope. The Pope of the Vatican, though. The Pope was watching his games. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that, it's not broadcasted on TV, guys. <laughs> There's two games a week. I was traveling the rest of the time. Somebody oh, had wait. It on Instagram You mean to live. tell me that it wasn't up there with Inter Milan and <laughs> Yeah, right next to a- Juventus was uh, the Natuno team playing <laughs> the Bologna team. I'm telling you, Instagram Live, somebody had it somewhere. It was yeah. like four people. Yeah. But they had the Pope it. is on Facebook. Sometimes the website for them posts that. But it's, uh, it's, it's Facebook, it's one but not camera. Facebook Live, just Facebook. Yeah, Facebook in general. And it's one camera, cell phone up in the stands. You know what it was? It's like, for those of you who've been watching Clue of the Quervals, this is what it was. The way that they broadcast Clue of the Quervals, the, the season four, where it's just on their phone, that's where Richie was playing. Yeah, that's, anyway. how the, that's how it was broadcast, that's totally, it. on video. Scott, again, Scott 48 Richie, we want to follow yeah. him. Let's Woo! go, Ricky Rowe. Yeah.